We are connecting. Thank you, Jeff. Hey, hey. <laughs> what's up? Wow, we, I've never seen you start a conversation with a tooth out before. Oh, uh, fuck, I haven't, I don't even know where it is. I haven't had it in a month. <laughs> Somewhere around here. This is the real Ryan Lashane at home during the quarantine, just no, no front tooth. Uh, it's, just, it's just one, right? Yeah. That looks great. Thanks. Um, yeah, we're getting some comments, getting some people joining. Oh, hello. Indie Chefs community said, hey, can you see oh, the comments down there, Ryan? Grover. Yeah, I can see him. Yeah, I can see him. Grover's on here. So is Fung. Shouldn't he be at work right now, Fung? Yeah, we've got some people excited to troll you on this on this broadcast, I think. Yeah. We'll give it. Fuck them. <laughs> so we can go ahead and get started. Um, this is the first episode of The Scurf Show. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on. Thanks for having me, Scurf. I know. I'm, I'm very honored. I posted this on Instagram earlier, but uh, anybody watching out there, Ryan Lashane hates doing on-camera interviews. I do. Uh, I don't know why he's got a beautiful face, but <laughs> fuck you. I've uh, I've tried to get you to do more TV interviews than I can count, and Ryan always says no. Uh, yeah. Just doesn't like being on camera. He'll do podcasts, he'll do audio interviews, he'll do radio, but hates the camera. So it means a lot to me that you came on came on for this, Ryan. No, no problem. Anything for you, Scurf. It also probably just tells me how bored you are. <laughs> but but. Um, what I'd like to do, the whole idea behind uh, this show, this podcast, we're going to be doing it live on, on Instagram Live. Um, the plan is uh, to save these after. We'll post it on IGTV. What are you drinking there? I was expecting like a Molson no. or something. No. That's all I'm going to get my hands on today. Um, the plan is we will be recording these live on, on IGTV at 3 o'clock Central. Um, starting with today, um, tomorrow we've got Drew Doherty from Texans TV coming on. We'll talk about the draft. Uh, Cam Franklin, our friend from the Sufferers, will be on on Friday. Um, and then what we're planning to do is save this as an IGTV video. Uh, we'll post it on the podcast page at Scurf Show later. Uh, and then we'll also post it, uh, working on getting it on YouTube, and as well as uh, the audio version for iTunes and Spotify and all that. So YouTube. Yeah, the future, man. You know, yeah. um, that's the plan. We'll see how all that goes. Um, if anybody has any questions for Ryan, uh, please send them in. Uh, I posted something on the Skirtfield Group story earlier um, with a very handsome picture of Ryan asking if you have any questions. Um, but what, what we're planning to do here, the goal is in general just to uh, spread some positivity, stay connected, uh, especially during this time uh, with COVID-19. And, um, you know, Ryan, I, I want to talk about your background um, back from your hockey playing days in, in Canada uh, to becoming a chef. And for anyone that doesn't know, um, it's watching uh, or maybe watching this later, uh, Ryan is the chef and owner of Riel Restaurant in Montrose, uh, which was named the number one restaurant in Houston by Culture Map this last year. Um, you've gotten accolades from Food and Wine, Texas Monthly, uh, Bon Appetit, uh, pretty much any publication you can think of. Uh, it's one of the best restaurants in the city. Uh, if not the country, and certainly one of the best chefs in the city. So, um, again, Ryan, appreciate you being on here and uh, excited. Hashtag, hashtag blessed. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, um, aside from not wearing your fake front tooth, uh, what have you yeah. been doing? What have you been doing during during this time uh, with the coronavirus pandemic? Not the, we've been like fairly busy at the restaurant. Um, we're we're doing takeout still, um, which is which is going okay, and we're doing some stuff with uh, with the Lee Initiative. So we're feeding um, out of work uh, industry employees, mm -hmm. which we're doing seven days a week, so um, from four to seven every day. Yeah, that's the Restaurant Workers Relief Program. It's the Lee Initiative and, and Makers mm -hmm. Mark, um, yeah. Chef Ed Lee, who is a friend of yours based in Louisville, one of the best in Kentucky, one of the best chefs in the country as well. Um, he reached out to you, right, about about getting involved yeah. in that. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I've known Ed for fuck. I've known Ed for years. Ed's a really really good guy and a good friend of mine. Um, Ed's one of those dudes that I'll call. I probably I probably got more good advice about opening a restaurant and being an executive chef, or just in general, from Ed than anybody else. Ed's like an all around good dude. But um, 
Ed called and said he was doing this. I saw like, so there was only a couple of them going. I think there was like um, uh, Louisville, Chicago, and maybe Seattle were on board. Um, and um, he called me and said, hey, you know, I want to do this. I need to, there's still some stuff I have to go over with some, some other folks. And he, he called me about two days later and said, yeah, we're ready to go. And literally 48 hours after that, like we, we had it going, like it happened pretty, pretty fast. Mm. Yeah, it's been great. So every day from is it four to seven o'clock, you said mm -hmm. you guys were doing it four yeah, to seven p.m. at Riel. Um, I know you guys were making, you know, 100 to 200 meals a day, dried goods, toilet paper, all that kind of stuff you're handing out. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've got some comments coming in on the feed here. Uh, Jay Will oh. once said best restaurant in town. Uh, I'm having a hard time reading some of these on my funny glasses, I think. Um, we had another comment that says we love you, Ryan. Uh, Abby, oh, Lewis who, said, who said that? I'm uh, reading U M S E G R E D R A Y. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's David Santos. He's in New York. Oh, yeah, nice. He's a good dude. I'm just as amazed <laughs> as you are that someone would say they love you, but. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys. I mean, obviously, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Ryan, um, to do our first podcast. Well, first of all, we needed some some star power, some celebrity. Yeah, right. Um, but you know. I think everybody knows or is aware of how hard the restaurant industry has been hit by this whole thing. Obviously everybody's struggling and every business is uh, not every business, but a lot of businesses are, are losing money. People are out of work, but the hospitality industry, especially in Houston is such a big part of our, of our city, of our culture, of our economy. Um, can you talk about this a little bit about the, the toll that it's taken, but, but maybe some positives, how you, how you've seen people kind of rallying together. I think that there's a lot of positives, a lot of people in Houston doing some good stuff right now. Um, you know, we're, we're not the only ones that are, that are feeding um, people that are out of work. There's, there's two or three other things that are going on. There's other, other folks that are, that are collecting money and dispersing money to, um, to, to industry people. So there, you know, there's a lot of that, that that's, that's, that's good. It's just, a, it's a different time. Like no one knows what the fuck's going on right now. So it's just day, it's always kind of day to day. And for when we, for when we started, it was like hour to hour. You didn't know what was happening. This you're getting information was coming at you so fast. And, you know, sometimes you don't know if it's true or not. Um, so it's, it's been just like, like I said, we've been doing this this day to day and um, we'll keep doing the Lee initiative um, for as long as, as we possibly can. Yeah, you guys, uh, if anybody wants to help contribute to that cause, um, the Lee Initiative, it's, it's leeinitiative.org, right? Yes. And um, you can select that you're from Houston or donating to Houston. Any funds that you donate there will go back to straight to Riel um, yeah. to, to creating more meals, to feed more hospitality workers who are out of work. Um, but also, aside from that, you are open for business. You're doing takeout to go. What has that been like, making that transition? And like, it's been hard, you know, um, like it's we basically had to do it overnight. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Cause you weren't doing any to go at all. Well, right? you know, if we would, if people like called and they wanted something we're, but you know, we're just not built for that. So, um, like just getting like to go vessels, like to put food in like properly and, and, um, utensils and, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it than than people than just cooking and 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 like kind of pooping scooping something into a into a to go thing and, and getting rid of it. So it was it was hard for us and just trying to figure out how to expedite properly and make sure all the all the food gets in the right bag and the right orders go out. Like you know, there's there was it's it's been quite challenging at sometimes and um, it still is, mm -hmm. but I think we're you know, we're getting better at it. Well, I think especially for a a dine-in restaurant like you, like yours, you know, for me, I think a lot of people, one of, you know, um, the best things about going to Riel is, is the atmosphere that you've created there, you know, and getting to interact with, with you and you'll come to the table and throw a bottle of old granddad whiskey down and uh, take a shot with people, you know, yeah. do the bone marrow shots or whatever it is. And, you know, having to go from that to nobody can come in and you're serving your food to go, I can imagine it's got, had to have just been a, crazy challenge yeah that you know we've had to change our menu around a little bit there's a lot of things we had in the menu like you know maybe a quarter a little bit half of the menu doesn't travel well mm -hmm. so we have to get rid of a lot of a lot of those things and and um you know we, we kind of just at the beginning we just kind of 
crunched together our, our happy hour menu and our regular menu and, and got the, the the items that we felt that would be okay sitting in a in a to-go box for you know 10 15 20 minutes and you'd still be able to enjoy them when you get home but um you know we're kind of learning as we go on here and, and changing the menu around putting new things on or bringing back old things that we've done in the past yeah you still got the butter burgers right oh yeah yeah i've still got those been enjoying those i mean that i guess if we're looking at silver linings usually you only do those to, to on tuesdays yeah. and now uh and now you're doing them every day every so day that's good you can get it's your butter burger fix. shit loads of them every day still is that one of the things you've been selling the most of yeah absolutely um there's you, rarely a, a um an order will go out without without those burgers yeah, I had a group of friends of mine, some of whom I think are watching this. And thank you, everybody who's tuning in and uh, all the comments and likes. And again, this is um, redundant if you're looking at the comments or if you know who this is. This is Ryan Lashane from Riel Houston. Um, wanna, uh, wanted to have him on here to talk about what they're doing, how you can um, support their business during this time, and also just what's going on in the restaurant industry. Um, but yeah, we I had a group of friends. We were supposed to have a dinner at, uh, that we were going to do at Riel. Um, maybe I think it was towards the end of March. And instead of dining in, we a few of us just ordered from Riel, picked up, and then we did like a Zoom party and watched it at home. That's uh, awesome. Any any like that, like we we really really appreciate anyone coming back because it's you know we understand that our food isn't meant to be like to go. There's you come for for certain things um, and folks still coming in and it's not you know we're not cheap like we're you know you can't eat at real three four times a week i wish everybody could but you, know, you can't so um we appreciate when people come in and do this kind of stuff it helps us out like a ton yeah we just got another question uh from Brittany meisner and asked if the butter burgers are sold every day she said she missed that oh yeah yeah every, they, every day uh, you also told me that uh, you're working on some new stuff that you're going to be um, packaging. Um, maybe that people can make it home. Yeah, we're working on like some taking big stuff that will hopefully be ready to go on Monday. Um, they'll feed from, we haven't priced them out yet, so I can't give you a price, but we'll, they'll feed between like four and six people and they'll be like par baked dishes. Like um, we're working on a chicken and biscuits, um, a big ZD, um, shit, what else? Shepherd's pie things like that that you can take home and you know even freeze mm -hmm. and then and then bake them later are you gonna be doing some uh cooking videos not a fucking chance no man you know better than that skirf i've tried to ask but yeah <laughs> but i think this is the most video we'll get out of ryan but skirf, this is only my first one of the day so i gotta get maybe 15 more of these in me before i miss <laughs> i'll try and do a cooking demo with you next time on like <laughs> like saturday at midnight good we luck are, um, we had a question from the Indie Chefs community. It said pickled shrimp casserole? Question mark. Grover. <laughs> hey, where's your shirt from, by the way? Oh, Heavy Metal Racket. My buddy Oscar makes these things. They're awesome. Go to heavymetalracket.com. Order yeah. a bunch of Oscar stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, they're on Instagram. I think it's he's a, the best dude too. Yeah, it's at Heavy Metal Racket. Man, I almost wore my blue version of that shirt. We would have been twins. That would have been great. I can go change, maybe. But yeah. uh, Grover said, I-L-Y, I love you. Uh, what that means? Tony, Tony Dabbitt asked for – I think that's what that means, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Tony Dabbitt said to send out a pickup pick up menu. I'm trying to send post comments on here as we're talking. Uh, I'll try this without messing this thing up. I'm, like, really afraid that I'm going to accidentally close this out and lose the entire thing. Um, yeah. The website is realhdx.com. Um, so I just posted that. I don't know if you can even click it from what I just posted, but Tony, oh, we got Uchi Houston in the house. Uh, What's up, Uchi? Dave Gallick said to change on camera. Um, don't think that's going to happen, but not that kind of party. Um, yeah, not that kind of party at this point. Um, but I wanted to talk, Ryan. Uh, well, one more thing before we we move on. I want to get into your background. Um, I want to ask you uh, about your hockey playing days a little bit mm -hmm. and uh, some Canadian trivia at the end of this when we're all said and done. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's a native of, of Winni Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, God bless Manitoba. Before we, before we get into all that, what is it, what is it meant to you to, to get the support? I know you guys are doing a fraction of the business that you were, all restaurants are pretty much, but what is it meant to you to get the support from 
from your customers, from people in the city of Houston. I got a lot of shout outs on social media from people ranging from Lance McCullers and the Astros, um, you know, to all sorts of regulars that you have. Um, what is, what has that meant to you? It's, you know, it's great. And, and like the support is, is awesome because everyone's in the same boat here. It's not, you know, it's not just a, a real problem. It's everyone's problem. So there's a lot of places to go eat and, and, uh, everyone's doing to go well not everyone but you know most of them are doing to go and doing things so we appreciate when people come in and and uh and spend their money at real uh we've got my fam joining and willie jang ruben ruben dominguez from fox 26 man you bring you bring out the heavy hitters ryan <laughs> yeah it's the, it's the face they, they yeah the face <laughs> or maybe they heard that you had the missing tooth oh boy. Uh, so tell me the story about how that happened I, I know what I don't even remember like it ha they they all got like chipped and, and busted out like a, a bunch of times and um the other ones are filled in but this one just kept I kept having a problem with it and they just finally yanked it out and it's it's, it's usually been like, it's, it's been like this for I don't know 20 something years wow uh Uchi Houston says we love Rio three hearts awesome I love Uchi Montrose Montrose restaurants um I mean, I live in Montrose, and I think we have a lot of the best restaurants in the city here. Um, it's a great place to be. But, yeah, usually I see you pull the tooth out as, like, a party trick. You know, it'll be, yeah, like, yeah. or it'll be, like, towards the end of a booze can Sunday event. Um, I oh, can kinda... just, it just starts, um, you know, like. It... Yeah, Ruben, Ruben Dominguez says you don't actually need all your teeth. That's right, Ruben. You don't need all of them, just some of them. <laughs> But anyway, you were saying I cut you off. It just like it gets like kind of dried out after a while and everything. Like and it just like so I just take it out and then it's over with. So um, so I want to go back then back into your, in the wayback machine um, yeah. to talk a little bit about your your childhood and growing up in Canada. Uh, mm -hmm. You you were born in Winnipeg, correct? Born in Winnipeg, yeah. So and I, I lived I lived in Winnipeg till I, I moved out. Um, and you came down to Houston, what, about 20 years ago? Yeah, 2001, I think. Okay. I know you, uh, you came down here going to business school, ended up going to culinary school yeah. after that when you realized you hated it. Um, mm -hmm. What was, uh, I want to hear a little bit about what it was like growing up in, in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, uh, your hockey playing days, learning, or even you learned how to cook from your basically from your mom and grandmother my right? mom and my grandma yeah i used to cook with them when i, when I was younger you know it's um i don't know it's it's like in the middle of fucking nowhere you know you're on the Canyon prairies and you don't i didn't realize how tough it was there till I, I moved away like it's like it's cold like it's as cold as as, as cold as it gets there's no you know it, it's flat there's no mountains there's no hills there's no nothing so the wind just kind of howls through there all the time and it's it's tough. Like, you know, I've been away so long now that I can kind of appreciate how, how, um, um, resilient everyone is there. Like when I go back every year to do that, that the raw almond, that dinner on the, on the river, mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't do it. Um, obviously this year, but you know, when I did it last year, it was like minus 45, almost like pushing minus 50, Jeez. you know? Um, and, and like nothing stops. Everyone's walking around like the, I usually stay with my with my mom and dad, but I stayed in a hotel this time because it was right by the, the the kitchen we were prepping in, um, and it was in downtown Winnipeg. And like fuck, everyone, people are waiting for the bus. Dudes are out there fucking smoking. People are walking around everywhere, and it's like, oh my god, it's you know, it's minus forty, minus forty something. It's it's miserable for me, but you know, life goes on up there. It's crazy. Yeah, I feel I, like I can't believe I used to be like used to that shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I feel like if it's below forty or below thirty, I'm freezing my ass off you know little never mind minus 40 yeah. yeah yeah um and that raw almond that you talked about um that didn't happen this past year but um that sounded like an awesome event so that's an event where you were actually cooking on these frozen riverbeds right yeah um a good friend of mine has a restaurant called deer and almond his name's mandel hincer he came down and did uh he cooked that on canada day this year with with mason here for protecting the wolf He's been doing this thing for shit, maybe six, seven years. And um, 
in Winnipeg, there's two big rivers that kind of flow north, and there that's kind of why Winnipeg's there. Um, it's called the Forks. There's two two huge rivers, the Assiniboine River and the Red River. Um, and every year at the I think it's the last two weeks of January, the first week of February, they build like a restaurant like the size of Real, like right on the fucking ice, like on the river, and we cook in there. And there's like probably a nicer kitchen than I have at Real inside there. It's crazy. Like wow. it's like nothing. It's like nothing. It's it's like I'm doing it an injustice. Um, like you have to see it or just look at pictures of it because it's unbelievable. I couldn't even believe. I can, every I've, I've done it like I don't know four or five times and I still can't believe it when I walk in there every year. It's all and it's always different. Every year the the setup is is different. Um, yeah, I definitely want to check that out one of these days. Um, you know, one You'll thing I up there, scurf. What's that? You'll die up there with your fucking Hawaiian shirt up there. <laughs> I can make like a Hawaiian shirt. Parka. Yeah, Hawaiian fucking parka. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but, you know, one of the things I love about, you know, whenever we send information to media, usually about your, your background, your bio, or, um, you know, the, there's a little bit in there about how you, you learned to, to cook or you learned a lot about cooking from your uh, Ukrainian-Canadian grandmother and mother, uh, you know, with them making pierogies, and uh, cabbage rolls and everything as a kid growing up. Uh, what are your memories of that as a kid? Well, it's, I don't know if it's like, it's, I wasn't like, you know, saying like, oh, please teach me how to cook. I think I maybe looking back now, I always had kind of an interest in it. Um, and as I, you know, got older and started cooking and, and things, like I kind of would just go back to, to what I kind of remember seeing them. And I always have to, I have to reference my mom all the time because like most of the time I don't, I remember these things that were made or, or eating them or seeing them, but I, I have no fucking clue how to cook them or, or, you know, even sometimes what it was. Right. So I, I call my mom and she's always good at um, pointing me in the right direction. And so does mom approve of the pierogies that are on the menu at, at Rio? Oh yeah. 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 She likes them. Yeah. How but often do they come mom. down to Houston? Um, my mom comes down at least once a year. Nice. Um, yeah, so she'll come down. She's been to Real, I don't know, a couple times, two, three times. Because Winnipeg's pretty much like a straight shot north of Houston, right? If you got on 45 in downtown and you drove like 26 hours north and didn't – you have to kind of turn – what is it, turn the 35 in Dallas? Maybe. That sounds yeah, right. I think yeah. in Dallas turns in the 35, and then if you keep driving north, you kind of got to drive around Kansas City. You can, you'll hit downtown Winnipeg. Wow. You don't even have to really fucking turn. Sounds like a road trip we need to take sometime. Oh, it's, it's, dude, it's like, it's like right, right through the, like the Midwest, right through the prairies. There's nothing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it sounds kind of miserable, actually. It's so, like, yeah. Might be nice. I like road trips. Yeah, um, we can drive. A few, a few other people joining my brother, Armand from Atlanta. What's, What's up, bro? Uh, Steve Fresh, all the way from Southern California. He was a nice little way. Michael Perkins. Um, we said there were some people, I thought you'd be getting more, uh, more people trolling you, Ryan, but nothing yet. They know uh, better. We, we got a little time. So I want to hear about your, um, your hockey playing days, the glory days. Uh, cause before you moved to Houston and in all seriousness, hockey was pretty much the only career that you had ever had, right? Yeah. I wouldn't call it much of a career. Like, you know, there's not, there's, there's not much to do up there. Like, you know, my older brother played hockey. My dad played hockey. So that I like, there just wasn't like, you know, that's just kind of what you did. And, you know, I, I was fortunate to, to meet a bunch of cool people and, 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 uh, you know, a lot of the guys that I, I play hockey with, like I wasn't on Facebook till I think three years ago and I've reconnected with more, more guys that I played hockey with. They're kind of scattered all over the, over the country now than, um, forever. So it's not like, you know, it, I don't know. It's it's I. It's more about. I could care less if I ever play hockey again. Like I had, I would have a better time just sitting around with with those dudes and and bullshitting. Yeah. What's the highest level of hockey that you played at? We I played the. It's called Junior A in in uh, in Manitoba. I played that, and then I coached it for four years before I moved down here. Hmm. What did you? Uh, I don't know the first thing about hockey. I've never been so I've never been to an NHL game. It's on my list. Uh, I've never played in a game of hockey before. I grew up. Wasn't in, there like a minor league team in Mississippi? There was. Like on your parts. I was gonna say I grew up in 
Seattle, which, and then Hawaii and Mississippi. So not a lot, not like hockey. Hawaii and Mississippi are not hockey hotbeds, if you can uh, imagine. But uh, we did have a minor league team, the Mississippi Sea Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Biloxi, you familiar with them? Yeah. I just remember we would go to the games in high school with the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. And it was uh, fucking fight night. Yeah, the best thing about it was just seeing fights. <laughs> And then they would let you get on the rink after or on the ice after the games and skate if you wanted to, which uh, Tony skate Davis said. Skate through all the blood. Yeah, exactly. Tony Davis said, go Avs. Uh, yeah. Denver guy. I don't even know. What's the team? The Winnipeg? Jets. Jets. The NHL team. Yeah. Are they any, you still follow them pretty closely? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. My but, brother has season tickets, so if I ever get up there, I'll, I'll catch a game. You think we're going to get an NHL team in Houston? No, I don't. I love. I I wish I'd love to, but I don't think they'll. Um, I don't think they'll ever be um, anymore. I don't think there's what is there? There's Seattle's coming in next year, I think. Yeah. And I think that puts them at thirty teams. So I don't think there'll be any more expansion at all. I think unless there'll have to be a move, like one of the one of the teams that isn't. But I think in the league, I don't know about the NFL. Is there profit sharing in the NFL? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure in the NHL there's profit sharing. So, um, you know, that being said, if someone's losing, you know, if a team's losing whatever, $50 million a year with the profit sharing, then whatever they get, then maybe they're only losing 15 which to those guys isn't that bad. Yeah. So I don't I, – I doubt – I can't see in the near future a team because I, there won't be any more expansion. I, I can't see it. Yeah. I'm holding out hope that sports is in a really weird place right now in general. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. talk about, you know, we just had our friends from Belize food join. Oh boy. McCool and Kelly. Um, Speaking about getting, people getting trolled. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready for some comments headed your way from them. Oh. Um, shout out to our friends down at uh, the Phoenix and Blue Water Grill in Belize. Uh, we did have a comment from OK Bye Bye that said we had the Houston Arrows. We did. Which is true. And you're friends with a lot of those guys, right? Yeah. I knew some of those dudes. Yeah. I uh, remember seeing those guys out at, like, some of the bars and clubs. I always felt like hockey players just never shower is what it seems like. Anytime they always I, shower, but they shower real fast with their suit on, so they'd be the first guys at the bar. Someone <laughs> would beat me to the bar after those games. I don't know how the fuck they did it. That's, yeah. That's back to, like, intramural hockey at USC when I was there and, like, first couple of years it, in Houston with the Arrows. It just – I felt like hockey players always – they smelled like they have been wearing hockey pads and – and like wet. Oh, not the not the guys that play pro. Those guys fucking. I've never I've never played hockey and not showered after. Never. What position did you play? Center. So what does that mean? That's like you're right in the middle. I guess you're yeah doing everything. I don't know if anyone's doing like the... fucking hockey tutorial right now, Skr. <laughs> I'm curious. This might be a better conversation for me and you at the Maple Leaf next week. We can get in. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, well, I know you never like talking. What's about up, your... Jack? How are you, buddy? My nephew's on here. Oh, very cool. Um, I know that uh, you never really like talking about your hockey background, so I wanted to take the opportunity to do it, it a little bit. Is the draft, is the NFL draft tomorrow? Yeah. But the Texans don't have a pick until, like, till Friday. So, really? Yeah, they don't have any first-rounders. NFL draft is tomorrow. Um, I like how you're changing the subject from your hockey career, but that's all right. I'm not. I was just thinking I was talking to Lance yesterday. Oh, Yeah. Through line yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The text. I think the draft. I bet you more people watch the draft than they ever have. It's because there's nothing yeah. else going on. Um, is right. the draft just? Is it just one round for the NFL on the first day? Yeah, the NFL draft is around first day. I think two rounds the second day, and then the rest of it on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. It's all drawn out. So, um, yeah, unfortunately. The Texans like have zero first round picks, I think, for the next couple of years. So Really? Yeah. Um all right. So let's go from your hockey background. You're playing hockey, you're coaching hockey. Mm-hmm. I think one time you you said you got traded for like a bag of used hockey pucks one time or something like that. Yeah, Robbie. Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> That's great. Um, so how did you make the decision when you're you're in business school in Houston that you wanted to be a chef? I just wasn't happy, like, I don't know, like, I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I could just see where this business thing was kind of going, and I just, I, like, it was just, like, I had to force myself to kind of go to school every day. Um, 
and you know it was something i decided to do it's was you know it's going getting into cooking um as a second career maybe it wasn't the the smartest choice like being uh, you know like older and that's kind of a young man's game you know, right it's unconventional very unconventional but i don't know if you like just work hard and i'll work everybody it, you know thank god it worked out for me yeah so far let's <laughs> see i would say yeah i mean obviously it's a crazy time right now but i would say so um you know you're uh straight out of culinary school and you went to culinary school with, with a few guys who are still in the industry, like in the industry in Houston, right? Yeah. I went to culinary school with, um, shit who, um, Gabe Medina. He's, uh, has click, um, he used to be restaurants there for a long time. Yeah. He used to, he used to work, he worked at, uh, where did he work? He worked at a key, worked at, um, Cotta forever. Mm -hmm. I went to school with Daniel blue. He's a CDC at Eunice. Um, Shit, who else would have come to school? Gary Lee used to be the CDC at Underbelly. I think Gary's in uh, California now. Mm -hmm. um, I know I'm probably missing one or two. What was the first but, restaurant you worked at after you got out of culinary school? Gravitas, where, <laughs> where Passing Provisions was. Yeah, and back in the day, that was like one of the it hot. It was hot back then, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I used to fucking hate it. Like... Um, <laughs> uh jason like i was you know like i was an older guy and i was um how old were you when you got out of culinary school I was 30 um and like jason gould was hard on me he was he didn't fuck around that guy yeah. you know he's ex mark ex marco pure white and he didn't fuck around so he was tough on me and i remember a couple of times leaving there thinking fuck this guy you know like like a yeah, Gordon Ramsay style, like what? No, no, it wasn't that. But it was just like you know, I understand now that I have my own place, or I've been like you know, I've been like a sous chef in that, like what what he was doing. Um, but yeah, he didn't he didn't take it easy on me whatsoever, hmm. whatsoever. You know, those days are over. You can't be like that anymore. Yeah, right. You probably have a lawsuit on your hands, or people would well, just, people would just would, leave. No one would fucking work for you. No, you, you just got you know. Like, there's a time and a place to be an asshole. And if that time and a place is every day, then you're a fucking just an asshole. You got to kind of pick your spots. Yeah. Where did, um and where'd you go from there? So, he, actually, I followed him over to um, Stella Sola. He was at Stella Sola for a little bit. Kaz, Brian Caswell mm -hmm. had a place in the Heights there. Um, what is it now? What's that, that, that restaurant called now? Do you know what I'm talking about? Stella Soul in the Heights, no. I'm blanking. Lance, um, brother Lance Erline just joined, so he may be able to... Oh, here we can start talking about the draft again. <laughs> yeah, we can... Uh, I don't have much to contribute there, but... No, me neither. Um, yeah, I, I worked there for a little while. Uh, we got Mason Pucha. Is that the... Who? Mason Pucha? That's it right there. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Grover. Yeah. That's what it is right now, yeah. Um, so we were in that... I was in that building for a while, and um, crap. Justin Basie was our um, CDC. Uh, I mean, Justin's with the Papa's group now, a very, very good cook. Well, Bento worked there. A um, bunch of dudes came out of that kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then Kaz, Kaz took me over to Reef. Uh, Lance, got, you see Lance's question fucking... there? He's asking, uh, where did you learn how to cook mushrooms? Was it there? Yeah, it was there, Lance. Fucking Lance. <laughs> Um, I'm glad we're, we're starting to get some, some banter towards you. Um, yeah. we, uh, Lance Erline is a, uh, big time proponent of, of your restaurant. He's always there showing you a lot just, of love. You just wait till I can call into that fucking radio show, Lance. <laughs> um, you worked with Brian Caswell though for a long time. You, you worked with him at Reef. Uh, I worked with him twice. And, you know, for people who are not in Houston or, uh, maybe new to Houston, you know, Reef. I know when I moved here in 2007, that was like the hot spot. Uh, we got a comment that they're looking for the underbelly chat. Yeah. Um, these comments here are rolling in. Somebody was actually also calling you out for not taking a shot earlier. It's fucking 3.30. Take it easy. <laughs> How many beers have you had? This is the first one. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, you, 
you worked with Brian Caswell at Reef, and then between that, you were at you were at Underbelly, right? Yeah. So all yeah. told, I mean, yeah. I so. worked. I worked with. Um, I left um, Stella Solo. Went over to Reef. I was there for about a year. Um, like when Reef was fucking Reef, Reef was crazy back then. Like we were doing four or five hundred covers a month. I mean, at night it was it was crazy. Mm. Um, and then I left, and I I staged. I went. I just kind of. I kicked around. I was in San Francisco, um, Charleston, New Orleans, and then um, I got on with with Chris at Underbelly. And then, how did Riel come about from all that? Like, when was that moment where you were like, "All right, it's time for me to do my own thing"? I don't know. I was getting, you know, um, I was getting a little bit older, and it just it comes to the point where there's like, like there's no one else to work for in town. Like, you know, I have kids here and that, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave town. I'm not gonna go to some other city and, and try to work for someone else. So, um, you know, I was, I was here and I, I was staying. So I just, you know, I had the opportunity to, to do something and I thought, just, you know, I might as well hmm. take it. Well, and you spent like a year traveling before you opened the restaurant, right? I was traveling a little bit. Yeah. You know, I went and I just, I ate, I was, I was in, uh, I was in Vietnam and I was in Hong Kong for a little bit. Um, just checking some stuff out. I kind of, I kind of, um, I knew a guy in Hong Kong. Um, I went and checked out his restaurant, which they're having a fucking horrible time over there too. Mm. You think we got? You think we have it bad? Like, I was talking to him the other day. They went, you know, what they went through. Um, you know, what six months of protests there in Hong Kong, and then the whole, you know, the whole thing, and they're still feeling it. Yeah. So they're in a way worse shape than we are. Uh, I got a comment uh from here about the wallpaper behind me by the way and uh thank you for that uh my fiance grace set that up that was from our engagement party this summer my so. fucking dad's on here i didn't even know how he you know how to use this shit <laughs> there you go oh my god uh your dad is in, your dad's in winnipeg right oh yeah he ain't leaving yeah, I didn't know that my my parents recently got on Instagram as well and started. Weird. Well, I'll get like comments, you know, on like everything now, or you know, there'll be like DMs they send. That's kind of how I found out that they use Instagram too. But yeah, figuring it out slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, so I've asked you before to you know, kind of try to describe what Riel is. I know you you hate that question. Um, you know what the cuisine is or how you define it um scurf how many times have we gone over this yeah exactly but what i but what i heard you but i did hear you say recently to somebody was that what you guys do is it's very honest and i think that's a, a yeah. really good way of, of putting it what do, you, what do you mean by that you know we try to be honest about things there's not a lot of like tricks back there we're not you know we sous vide one or two things but everything else we cook we try to be we try to be honest about it not you know not do things that that aren't maybe true to the what we do there and how how i cook or how the other guys cook mm -hmm. you no know, i give a i give a lot of freedom to my cooks to do stuff there it's kind of part of their job that they have to bring bring stuff to the table too yeah i think the i mean i know it's not something that you guys can really take advantage of right now but the cocktail program has been phenomenal too in the last Derek's awesome Derek's awesome months. he's one of the best um like the best hires we've had in in a long time he like you know he's been everywhere mm. you know his, his kind of his resume speaks for itself so he's great I he's very he's very kind of new york too like he's very straight to the point where you think that he's being a fucking asshole but he's not and i like that and he's it's funny yeah uh if you're just joining us uh, or in the last few minutes uh, ryan chef owner at real ryan lachane um did want to mention again they are open for business doing to go um, to go orders in houston also, you guys have been doing the Restaurant Workers Relief Program with the Lee Initiative and Makers Mark, uh, providing meals for uh, hospitality workers who have lost their jobs. Uh, was that seven days a week from four to seven p.m.? Yeah, seven days. Uh, and you can um, you can donate to that at theleeinitiative.org um, to help keep that relief kitchen open longer here in Houston, um, if you'd like. Uh, we got a comment. Someone saying, "No one can make your rice." Um, yeah, you could trust me. A reference to your fried rice. Maybe that could be our drunken cooking demo we do one day. 
we'll get one on. Uh, we got another comment saying cocktails are on point. Craving the champs slash green juice cocktail. I think the so fresh and so clean is what that is. Is that what that one is? Is there champagne in that one? I don't drink that one. No, there's not champagne in it, so maybe not. Vodka, isn't it? Yeah. We asked Donkey Boy. You I think he, I he said he drank like 20 of those in one sitting once. <laughs> I don't know if it was 20, but it was a lot. Um, I, I want to, before we wrap things up, I want to get into at the end of this some Canadian uh, trivia, Canadian slangs with you. Um, yeah. Test your knowledge and maybe get some, uh, some insights from you. Um, before that, um, you know, talking about, we talked about how tough this has been on you guys in the restaurant industry, but are there any silver linings that you've seen um, personally or, or business-wise from, from this whole thing that's been going on? Well, you know, business-wise, I don't think so. Everyone's, everyone's struggling right now. Like, no one's business, like, restaurants like, like Real are, are meant to do to go for. Like, we, we spoke of before, like, you know, we're just not built. So business-wise, you know, fucking sucks. But, you know, I know you see people coming together, um, and, and, you know, there's, like I said, there's a lot of restaurants um, and individuals helping out doing stuff like, um, you know, Jonathan and Kat are doing, uh, what's it called? Is it, um, Jonathan Beitler. Yeah. The Houston Shift Meal. Houston Shift Meal. They're doing the, you know, they're great. So they're, it actually works out for, for both of us. So they, you know, they do like afternoon stuff. And I think they're, they're kind of both, or they do a certain, they're, they're feeding uh, industry folks too. So, and, mm -hmm. and when they're done, they send a lot of people our way. So we'll get, you know, we'll get folks come in when they can't be over there, they'll send them our way. And, um, and, and so it, it's working out pretty good. I, I look at it this way, like, and I don't want to sound like an, an asshole, but when like something like this happens, like even after the hurricane and this is way, way worse, like you're either helping or you're not like there's people out there that are busting their asses to, to, to get this, get this stuff done. And not just us, like there's lots of other people that aren't getting any press mm -hmm. or aren't doing it that are working their, their butt off to do this thing. And then there's, there's just some people that are just kind of sitting back and, and waiting to see what happens with all this. So yeah. You know, what, what it is. Are you getting to spend much time with your two kids? I haven't, I haven't seen my kids in a month. Like they're with their wow. mom. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's better that way. One of my, one of my guys has asthma and stuff and you know as, as safe as you want to be like we're still we're still going out like you know we're still i'm still going back and forth to the restaurant or we need to pick something up but from somewhere or there's still like some you know small interaction with people even if you know you're wearing gloves and wearing a mask and wearing all kind of stuff but yeah it's pretty, pretty much the same you know six to eight people in the restaurant every day uh one thing i'm sad about is that we did not get to have a booze can sunday event this month uh, that's something that uh, you've been gaining some great momentum on. Awesome event that you started doing, I think, in October last year with a guest chef. Was it October? October and November. I remember. Um, they're all a little hazy. But yeah. uh, bringing a guest chef, and it basically just turns into a post-brunch party on Sundays at 3. Robbie Wong from, from Glitter and Blood Brothers. DJs. He's great. Uh, yeah, we'll have White Claw cocktails and, and pitchers and red solo cups everywhere. Yeah. Um, you think we're going to do a virtual one of those maybe next month? I don't know. We'll see if we can, who we can get on with doing that. I know some guys that would probably do it. We were, we were talking about it, um, the other day, I know just kind of in passing, but, you know, I was thinking maybe we could get it, do a zoom, zoom version of that. Uh, get a bunch of the real faithful on there. I think it'd be a good time. Go ahead and just get shit faced. Exactly. No, okay. no front tooth. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I, like I said, I don't even, I don't even know where the fuck it is. I've been worn a month. It's around here. All right. So I want to ask you some, uh, some Canadian, Canadian slang. Um, right. There's a list here. There's a, there's a quiz I saw on, on Buzzfeed um, about, can you correctly define these Canadian terms? Um, I was actually looking into a lot of these when you were starting booze can Sundays, cause I was trying to mm -hmm. find some, good Canadian uh, Canadian verbiage we could use for the Facebook posts and everything. Okay. Um, and so I'm just going to run through these with you and, and ask for the, so multiple choice here. Um, first one is the word pea soup. Is that a huge messy mistake, very foggy conditions or what you say when you smell something stinky? Pea soup? Yeah. 
I don't know. That sounds like something they fucking say out east. I'm not from down there. What's your guess? Say it again. A huge messy mistake, very foggy conditions, or what you say when you smell something stinky? Very foggy conditions. That's correct. Uh, it's a real pea super out there by the bay. All right. Very fucking down east shit. Second question, Chinook fever. Do you know what that Chinook is? Chinook fever? Is that a no. spring fever that affects newcomers to Calgary, a snowboard company based in Calgary, or the feeling of homesickness for people from Calgary? Say that again. Probably easier if you could read it. Chinook fever, a spring fever that affects newcomers to Calgary, a snowboard company based in Calgary. A, the first one. Oh, you're right. Uh, what about a jam buster? Is that a donut filled with jelly? Don it's a donut. Donut filled with jelly. Yeah. Uh, a dozy. Is that to feel sleepy, dim-witted, or a sleepover? I have no clue. Man, I thought you would know these. No. Uh, dim-witted. Uh, Means a honey you're dumb. A honey bucket. I don't know what a honey bucket is. Oh, I, I, I don't know if you want to know what I, yeah. It's a makeshift toilet. Okay. Uh, what about a keener? A keener is someone that's like excited about something. Someone who's overly enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, some of these are kind of dumb. Uh, garburator. Garburator's a fucking garbage disposal. What do you call it garbage disposal? Skookum. What does that mean? Is that the choices I gave her? Oh, no. Say it again. Oh, Skookum. Oh no, our awesome. I have no clue. I don't. Awesome is what that means. Never fucking heard that in my life, Scurf. Well, I guess this isn't a very good Canadian slang quiz. But <laughs> what um, I did want to ask, though, uh, I actually I think I asked you that, like sometime last year if Canadians celebrate Christmas, and you told me to go fuck off uh, because obviously yeah, I'm from Canada, not fucking Mars. Is there? Do you guys do Valentine's Day? Yeah, man. We do all the same. The only thing that's fucking different, Skurf, is like, um, is Thanksgiving. And we don't have President's Day and shit like that. I'm a fucking president. There's no, uh, there's no like Canadian version of Thanksgiving? There is. Yeah, there is. It's, it's earlier, though. It's in October. Mm. I didn't know Canada Day was a thing um, until basically I, basically you guys started doing a party at Riel. Mm -hmm. which is July 1st instead of July That's 4th. Right. Somehow yeah. it seems very appropriate that it's really close to July 4th. Mm -hmm. um, we got a question from Belize Food asking to ask you what a horny monkey is. Oh, man. Those are like, I don't even know what's in them. It's like, it, it, it's like chocolate milk with booze in it there. I probably drank as many horny monkeys and I was in Belize as donkey boy drank so fresh so cleans every hour. <laughs> Just pounding them all This day. is not a Canadian thing. So this, is a, this is a yeah. thing in Belize. Yeah. Um, somebody else, we got another comment that said, I thought Canadians were supposed to be nice. I agree. Who said that? Uh, I, I lost it. I didn't see who that was. I am being nice. <laughs> um, your Canada Day thing has been a big deal the last few years. Um, I guess we don't know if things are going to be cleared by then. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they are so we can so we can get something going. Um, but I think those are pretty much all the questions I got for you, Ryan. Uh, yes, Gerf. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we got another. I'm just reading questions. What are you talking about, guy? Yeah, very funny. From Out and about. <laughs> I think that's about it. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think I'm good. I think. Um, I how, like long I should, we, how long are we going for? Almost an hour. Uh, Amber wow. Elliott just that went, popped in. That went, that went fast. What's up, Amber? Holly Hughes. Hey, Holly. Uh, I'm telling you, man, you, you brought the people out for the first one. How many people are on this thing? Does it tell you? Uh, it says 21. Ooh. Take it. Or at least we're double digits. Like I said, <laughs> I, I have no Is idea how these. Uh, I had no idea how this was going to go. And if we were... Is this your first one? This is the first one. Um, first. I mean, I've done a couple of IG live videos before. Uh, Amber says, hey, hello, Amber. Um, but I think maybe just for everybody who's just hopping on, Ryan, if you could um, one more time just tell them about um, 
what you guys are offering and what's on the horizon for, for real over these next few weeks? Um, we're still doing the to-go menu. We're, we're um, doing it from 1 o'clock till 8 o'clock every day. Um, you can go check out the menu. The menu's changing constantly. So um, you can check it out online at the website. What's the website again, Scurf? It's realhtx.com. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's what I'm here for. Um, yeah. Um, we'll have some new stuff going next week. We're going to start doing the taking big stuff, um, the chicken and dumplings, the big ZD, um, shepherd's pie. They'll feed like uh, between four to six people. Heard, yeah, I heard a rumor you might be sending some of those out to uh, some of the viewers today to, to try them out. We might be. See how they go. We'll see. Uh, and, I'm, and then my, the most exciting development on this uh, whole show, I think, is that you agreed to do a drunken cooking class with me at some point. No, a couple of weeks no, from now. You're lying against her. Um, no. We'll see. We'll see. I'll work on that for you. But. Um, we said, yeah. Amber said you scared all the kitties off the live. Oh, is there kitties on it? I don't know. I don't know if Instagram has like an age age limit on here or not. But I oh, think you did great, man. I was actually expecting a little more profanity than uh, than we got. But I, I appreciate you dropping a few F-bombs at least. I'll bring it next time. Keep it authentic. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for joining, man. And um, everybody out there, you know, want to encourage you if, if you're able to, to – Go check them out at Riel, 1927 Fairview. Um, you know, and again, the the Lee Initiative, where they've been feeding people in the community, is a restaurant. It's leeinitiative.org. And um, Ryan, I hope we uh, – I'm looking forward to trying some of that take and bake stuff at home and getting some more butter burgers soon for sure. I've got butter burgers for you, buddy. <laughs> All right, and thank you, um, everybody who's watching. I'm checking real quick to see if we had any more questions. I don't think we do. Um, Kelly asked you to bring some pierogies to Belize. Uh, we appreciate all the comments from everybody. <laughs> I know I I definitely would rather be in Belize right now than in my apartment in Houston. No kidding. Uh, but this is pretty impressive, man. We had people join from Belize, Canada, L.A., Houston, probably other Not places. Bad. Not bad. Thank you for uh, thank you for bringing the crowd. Um, all right. Look forward, to, look forward to talking to you soon, man. All right. Thanks, Griff. I'll see you later, buddy. All right. See you. Bye. Uh, again, anyone who's still on here, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, really enjoy talking to Ryan at Riel. We'll be – I'm going to attempt to save this when it's done. Um, then I'll post uh, the full interview uh, as an IGTV video. We'll put it up on YouTube. Um, as well as an audio form as a podcast as soon as I can get all that figured out. But uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, check out Riel. It's at Riel Houston tag down there um, in the pinned comment. And thanks again to Ryan Lashane for coming on. Oh, and we got Chris Myers who just joined at the end. Hello, Chris. See you guys later.